This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Blue Shirts Breakaway. Right now, you get access to all of our post-game episodes. We do BSBOTs for every single one of the playoffs. You get access to the Discord and much, much more. It's how we keep the podcast alive. It's what we do. And today's episode, no surprise, Greggy and I talk about the, another, another one. That's right. Another Game 7 winner where the Rangers head to the Eastern Conference Finals versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Can't believe I'm telling you this. But uh, we're recording this at uh, like midnight. Well, we're recording at eleven, finishing at midnight right now. Uh, it's it's. I cannot believe the Rangers are doing this. We here we are, and let's get to Mark Messier so we can get to the show. Here we go. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Got the open. How does the open go again? But hey, Blue fans, welcome to the Weekends of Blue Breakaway. I am your host Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host Greg Kaplan. Greg and I just got back from a bachelor party. Watched the Rangers win Game Seven. And uh, Greg, I cannot believe I'm telling you this at 11:03 p.m. on May 30th, 2022. The New York Rangers are headed to the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Gregory, say hello. But does it even count, Ryan? They haven't faced the starting goalie yet. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, hey, it must uh, be. You know, things must be different, nice. Maybe different, Ryan. I just I, I, a lot of things about it made me funny. Uh, made me funny. It's well, been a long get, weekend get for us. Do a lot of that. It has been a long couple days for the boys, most notably you and me. Anyway, it's just really funny seeing. People based out of Toronto say that if Frederick Anderson was in the series, things would be different. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'm pretty familiar with his lack of postseason success because it happened mostly in brace yourself, Toronto. Hmm. Also, is that true? Interesting. Interesting that that point didn't come up when the Bruins of Boston weren't able to beat the Carolina Hurricanes. That seems interesting. Don't think they changed goalies between series. I might be uninformed. Hold on, I don't. You're, know. you're saying Antiranta also played in the first round? That I guess sources the Boston, close. The sources Bruce? close to the podcasts are saying this to be true. That's very interesting, huh? And then the Rangers also. So they beat a backup goaltender. And they didn't have Sidney Crosby or Malkin and other players, did they? That no one else was playing, right? No, no. Okay, that's Gensel good. didn't have nine goals. It, it couldn't have been. That's good. We just got lucky. And, we just got lucky. And the Canes didn't like um, like play shutout hockey at home three games and then also have their stars not show up, right? Yeah, no. So the crazy thing happened. The Carolina Hurricanes actually didn't have two chances to just end this series, including one of which was at home. Didn't happen. Huh. Okay. I feel like both those things happened. That's really hmm. interesting. And, uh, uh, we're not watching the same thing. Oh god! You must have been watching. You, you're a big Met guy. You were probably watching the Met. <laughs> I wasn't the Met. The, the Mets game that took two hours to do uh, three innings today. Yes, that's what I was watching. Yeah, it's not their fault. They keep scoring runs. What do you want? You want to complain about it, bitch? <laughs> I don't want to complain. I'm in a good. I'm in a great place right now. Eastern Conference Finals, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this series, uh, we watched the game with a bunch of our friends on Saturday night. Absolutely electric. The Rangers came out like a house on fire and never let it go. And then uh, for the first time ever in this series, and it seems like maybe even the entire playoffs, the Rangers can literally carry the, that momentum to Carolina. And uh, Carolina looked, I don't want to say like toothless tonight, but were you ever scared after it was 2-0? Legitimately. Um, scared? No, I'm I'm always in a constant state of apprehension. 
but that's kind of just my resting heart rate at this point in time, regardless of what the score is. I never feel, I never feel good until about five minutes after the game is over. And then I actually feel pretty good. The, I mean, for lack of a better analogy, this, this played out exactly like game six did the Rangers. The shocking thing from this series is, I guess Brindamore came into this series not expecting Gallant to make adjustments. And then Gallant made adjustments and Brindamore was so perplexed by the fact that the work changed a little bit and he just never seemed able to get back on the right track. Also, it's just, I mean, boy, I've, I've never been more impressed with the Rangers' team defense, especially when you consider just how fucking terrible it was against the Penguins. Like, it's the reason why the Rangers have won these two series could not be more different from one another, right? In Pittsburgh, they had to outscore their own shoddy defense, and it worked. And with the Hurricanes, all they had to do was give Igor a lead, and he'd do the rest. And they knew that, and they would just – they wouldn't play bad team defense, but they're just like, no, you you're the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to let you take some empty calorie shots from non-high dangerous uh, parts of the ice. You're not going to sc- score on the power play. And it just – it looked like they just punted the road games. So then you're just – you're forcing your team to have to go perfect at home. And if you have one bad game at home, this is what happens. It just happened to be game seven. Yeah, and it uh, it happened to come at the worst time for the Carolina Hurricanes and the best time for the New York Rangers where they just – uh, I think we said this all season, Greg. It was this team is two things. It's Igor Shesterkin and it's the power play. And if you were to tell me that the Rangers would get as many power plays as they got tonight as Carolina Hurricanes took what, what I thought were legitimately bad penalties, I don't think they were soft calls. I don't even think the calls against the Rangers were soft calls. They were just like calls. They were, they were mistakes you could not make uh, in, in a game seven. And the, the Carolina Hurricanes were punished for it immediately. Then, unfortunately, obviously, Jarvis gets hurt on the Truba hit, which was clean, by the way. A super clean hit. I mean, even ESPN said it was as clean as day. Tim Peel, uh, someone who's not a great source sometimes, said it was clean. Uh, but to you and I, we defend Jacob Truba every single week for these clean hits. But uh, the the result is unfortunate. I hope Jarvis is okay in the long run, of course. Yeah. I, I, it sucks that for what feels like the 12th, Straight playoff podcast, we have to at least mention. But it's this one to me, it's unfortunate, but it's almost the cleanest of them all. It's just like sometimes when someone 6'3", 210 runs into someone 5'10", 170, what happens is what happens. Like five inches is a lot. Unless Truba somehow... (laughs) Sorry, yeah, it's been a long weekend. It's been a long weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, unless Truba is able to, like, crouch down some... I don't know. But again, like, for the hundredth time, guys, hockey's not played in slow-mo replays. Everything looks terrible in a slow-mo replay. Speed that thing up in real time. Show me the hit in real time. Jarvis had... He got, like, uh, Bruce Bannard out of his own body in Endgame, for sure. And I hope he's okay. But I don't know what else you could expect Jacob Trouba to do there, except I guess not hit him, and then I Just put his then, team in then a ben hit worst him. position. Yeah, then Ben. Yeah, hit I don't him. know. It, shit happens, guys. It's hockey. Like it, it's a dangerous sport. For the record, thought the the hit on Lindgren was pretty clean too. I didn't have it. Like it, 
No, I, I saw a lot of people saying it was boarding. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, he left his feet barely at the end, and obviously the result was unfortunate for Ryan Lindgren, who got a metal leg and came back in eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight just, minutes. Eight. It's just crazy. Barclay Goodrow's playing without an ankle, and I'm still more impressed by everything Lindgren's doing. Because we're going to find out, we're literally going to find out after the playoffs that Lindgren has a broken kneecap, uh, six broken toes on one foot, a broken... A hamate bone or something. I don't know. I assume something's in a hand in there. Uh, he lost eight teeth along the way. One of those eyes is actually glass now. And I think he might have an oblique strain too, because why not? Yeah, throw it in there. He just, just It's a platter, the Ryan Lindgren injury platter of which he continues to have. And yet he's playing very well, by the way. Like, he's been awesome. The whole And I think actually all the defensive players have been quite good these past two games and also maybe unheralded Justin Braun has been a little bit unheralded I mean Braden Schneider I mean I thought you you would have to think going into this playoff series one of the one of the coaching strategy or points that they would have been nailed home for the Carolina Hurricanes and, and the Pittsburgh Penguins is Braden Schneider is 20 years old and when he's on the ice we need to exploit the fact that he is not a veteran NHL player uh and he's looked like a vet the whole time there's very few times where I'm I'm affected by Braden Schneider being on the ice or I'm worried about him, which is almost never. And to say that about a 20-year-old uh, is is quite the compliment in this situation. Yeah, he's play, it, it's one of those things where I don't know if he's played great. He's played fine. And expecting a 20-year-old to play fine seems like a very tall mountain to climb. And you also have to – it's one of those moments where Gallant did the acknowledgement of how well he's playing because when Lindgren was out – what was the top four for two full rotations? It was Braun who was getting cycled in as the extra guy, and it was Truba with Schneider and Miller with Fox. And if push came to shove and he only had to trust four defensemen, we live in a world now where Braden Schneider is one of the four defensemen, if Lindgren's out, that you feel great and trust. Wonderful. What a time to be alive. That's a great feeling. Got to be honest with you. We've come a really, really long way from the five years ago we were doing this podcast talking about some defensemen, like nameless people, <laughs> like Adam Clendenin, like, like Min Duluth, your oh, boy, yeah, Min Duluth, Mister Neil Pionk. Hey, also, hey, shout out to the Winnipeg Jets. Congratulations! Yeah, you finally have either pick twenty eight, twenty nine, or sorry, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, or thirty two. And I'm sure that player is going to be a star. When Jory Good for you, when I, I, I'm sure you remember when Vince came on this podcast, the trade deadline, which feels like what does it feel like at this time? Six years ago. But I think it was the Penguin series feels like six years ago. The trade deadline that happened before the pandemic started. It's, it's unbelievable. So Vince came on and, and we were I think you and I were both relatively uh, ecstatic and really positive about the work Drury did at the deadline. And Vince said, I, I think to the, the extent that I don't want to you know quote him directly, but I believe it was, you know, it does. It is a lot like a first round, two first round picks for a cop. It's like, that's a lot. And it, I think immediately we said, if we get to the Eastern Conference finals, who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? Nobody. Nobody cares. And that's where we're at right now. Greg, and I cannot believe I'm telling you this at 11, 12 p.m. on a Monday night, May 30th, 2022. There are four teams left in the NHL playoffs. The New York Rangers are one of them. Dude, do you remember last year? Do you remember the letter? Do you remember, do you remember the second letter that James Dolan sent out? Firing the GM and the president? Do you remember all these things that had Tony D'Angelo getting thrown off the team? We just beat him. We just beat him. <laughs> I, I can't even describe to you how crazy this is. Okay, I, 
I don't know what I would have had to tell you what would have had to happen at the beginning of this season. I mean, I was particularly very high on the team, as you know, but I never thought this. How could you think this? How could you? And yet, and here we are. Yeah, it, I, listen, this is why this is why we say stuff like, as long as you get into the playoffs and you have a guy like Igor Shosturkin, anything is possible, right? It's about getting to the dance and putting your team in the best position to get to the dance. Because if you just happen to have one of the two best goalies in the National Hockey League, sometimes things can break your way. And then you add into the fact that the Rangers have high-scoring forwards on the power play. All right, so now you mix in a good power play. If you're able to capitalize on those opportunities, it's going to work out in your favor. Okay, that's another good thing to check off the list. Oh, a reliable top four, including one player in that top four who has Norris caliber seasons year after year. Okay, that, that works out pretty well. I think the X factor in this series and the X factor that's going to be for the New York Rangers for years to come, like those kids, I I understand we bring them up uh, every single one of these podcasts now, and it's for good reason, but we went in these playoffs essentially saying this is going to be so important for the kids to get this experience. And now 14 games in the bag, and it's just like Philip Heedle, whatever happened in the first few years of his development, just don't fucking matter anymore. Someone, I tweeted, I tweeted out during the game that the Phil Heel narrative has changed forever, and someone responded with, "Yeah, he's only good in the playoffs." And my response was like, "And like, who gives a shit? Like that's where I want him good. The Rangers have plenty of other players to where we can get through 82 games. If Phil Heedle woke up and just before the season next year is so I'm not going to score any points during the regular season. You're going to have to live with it." but I'll be a point-and-a-half player in the playoffs. I'd be like, don't yeah. do whatever yeah. you need to same do. Same with Lafreniere, by the way. I La- support you. Lafreniere's been the exact same way, where it's been like, uh, this is a totally different player than what we saw all year. I think he's matched his in-season point total in the playoffs. In the playoffs. <laughs> that Like, the drop pass to Fox today was filthy. Disgusting. And Adam Fox, by the way, quietly having, like, 11 points in elimination games. Pretty good. Uh, turns out, Adam Fox, a good player. Who knew? Just... This whole team has come together and come together in the right time. Yes, they face backup goaltenders. And yes, they will now have to face the two-time winning Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. A team that Toronto Maple Leafs could have put away when they were up 3-2. And leading in the third, by the way. I uh, just feel like I had to say that out there. Uh, but this will be... Uh, we'll finally get the goalie matchup we all wanted. We'll get Igor versus Vasilevsky, which will be... Uh, woof, that'll be a tough one. But the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are vulnerable right now as much as they can be. They don't have Braden Point. There's going to be... a, a They've had nine days rest. The Rangers will have... By the way, isn't it stupid the Rangers are playing on Wednesday and not Thursday? Is that stupid or no? Um, Their, their series ended last, and they will play first. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. You really think a difference matters in one day or two days? Like, what? I don't think it matters. The time is so insignificant, I don't think it matters. It's not like... I don't know. A tough one for me to have any opinion or get worked up about. Is it silly? No, but this is, you know, the NHL negotiates. The NHL gets to negotiate the contracts they negotiate, and I'm pretty sure TNT has the Western Conference Series, but ESPN gets first dibs on who they want, and they, before the before they knew the Rangers would be in it, they probably just wanted the defending Stanley Cup champions. So that series was set in stone as soon as the Lightning swept in four. And now, and Light- now Lightning Rangers will do buco numbers for them. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The, I am as okay. So we 
a lot of people, you included, said everything was gravy going into the Hurricane Series. I hear you. I understood you. I told you all to your face that this opinion would last about as long as you did. the Rangers made one mistake in game one, and then you'd be worked up, upset about it, and now you'd start feeling and the I same was. way. And you were, because I'm a genius, and I'm really smart. Very However, smart. for me, job, Greg. for me, like, literally free money. You're telling me my the team I support, my favorite hockey team, is going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals where they have, you know, whatever the charts say, a 50-50 shot at making a Stanley Cup Final. Oh, by the way... I'm going to get to watch Igor Shosturkin versus Andre Vasilevsky while this all gets determined. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Like, I, I'm, will I be upset when the Rangers, if the Rangers lose this series? Probably. I'm not going to sit here at since we're telling the time of everything we say on this podcast. Eleven eighteen on a Monday night on March <laughs> on May thirtieth. Uh, will I be upset if the if the Rangers go out and don't make a Stanley Cup final? Sure, yeah, probably going to suck. Really hard to get to this point in the season. A lot of things have to go right. And a lot of things have to go wrong for some other teams, by the way, in order for teams to get to this point in the season. Uh, But can I at least, in this moment, having just experienced a Game 7 win, the Rangers being 5-0 in elimination playoff games so far this season, John Brancy, our guy, being 3-0 at home in elimination games so far this season, can I at least... At this point in time, take at least one step back and just say, we, as hockey fans, are going to get to see Igor Shosturkin, this season's best goalie, and Andre Vasilevsky, the goalie that people thought Carey Price actually is, go head-to-head against each other to determine which team wins the Eastern Conference this year. It's pretty fucking cool. Like, the odds of us actually getting that were so low before these playoffs started. So low. And here we are. That's fucking immaculate. That's awesome. This is the, you know how I, we said the house money thing for Carolina and then you're right. You called me out rightfully. And, uh, I immediately was upset. You were just, you were just such a sad shit after game one. I totally like, get you it. Were, you Hands were up. like, you were, you were like Eeyore started feeling bad for you. That's how sad you were. After. Hand up, hand up, total bitch. I was, that's for sure. Um, that, that all being said, and that's out the window. This is legitimately house money. The pressure is not on the New York Rangers. I know that the pressure is on the team that won the last two Stanley Cups that's going for a three-peat. And on the other side, I have no idea what's going to happen with McKinnon and McDavid. I think that that, that series is just going to be fireworks. I have no idea. Well, um, especially, especially since Mike Smith's going to be in goal for one of the teams that series. So McKinnon might have 20 goals in that series. Uh, we're, a big, we're a big read quotes during the podcast, guys. Now. I love that. Big, big, uh, big read An- quotes. Anthony Tacomo, New York Met beat writer. Francisco Lindor was humming the Rangers' goal song in the Mets' post-game clubhouse tonight. He would love for the Mets to do something similar at City Field following home runs or big plays. Lindor, and then Lindor just had a long quote on the Rangers, which I'll have to watch later. But Francisco Lindor had like a three-hit, five-RBI game tonight, and all he's doing in the post-game is humming the Rangers' goal song? Team built different, man. Team's it's, built different. It, this team has been different all year. It, we, I, it's just something special about it. They don't die. They don't. The, now the one team that can kill them is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's be super clear, they are they are the one team. They, that team can kill anybody, but they'll be missing Braden Point. They will be uh, they'll be well rested, of course, and they'll be well coached and well ready to go. But uh, it doesn't really matter to me at this point. The Rangers are too resilient. The, the, there's a Goodrow factor here. I know that sounds stupid, but Goodrow being back against his old team, he knows a lot of the tips and tricks. I'm sure he's going to tell everybody in the locker room exactly how to handle it. 
the kid line can be really an X factor going into the next into the next season uh, series, which is only a day away as you're listening to this, which sounds fucking crazy. I can't believe we're a day. We just finished game seven, and and we're gonna have home ice advantage. That's awesome as well. So we're heading to New York. I like. I don't even know where to start breaking down the light first thing the lightning because I don't know if I'm done breaking down game seven. Like I. It's not. I'm not done digesting and enjoying this wonderful Game Seven win of with the which the Rangers, by the way, I've begged for them to have a game where they just had control the whole time, and uh, they've answered that and have done it two games in a row. But it's it's hard to digest just this emotional win going to the Eastern Conference Final and start are already starting to think about the Tampa Bay Lightning, which we kind of have to do right now. Like we have to think about how these matchup is going to go, what the what the Rangers are going to do, or how they're going to be playing against Tampa Bay Lightning. When we just finished the winning, getting to the Easter Conference Finals like 10 minutes ago, we have like a 36 hour, a total 36 hour turnaround before this happens. It's, it's just, I uh, have to have a monster mentality and get back out there. Um, so I guess what, where do we start here with, you want to start with actually even talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning and how they just dismantled the Florida Panthers of Sunrise or do we? Yeah, re- I think the first, so if we're talking Tampa Bay and I, I, I agree with you, it's weird where this podcast First of all, shout out who we're just going to have to have Estevez on like every BSBOT, right? Like might as well. That's correct. It's going to be, I actually need a tweet. I'm going to set a reminder to tweet that motherfucker in the next couple of minutes. Either way, Estevez, great guy. But it's really hard. Like the only part about having the one day in between games is it's nearly impossible to enjoy the game seven win without again, having to immediately switch folks and be like, that's nice. But now we have to do this. Um, like, dude, really tonight was awesome. Like, you can't, yes. you cannot ask. I, I, I want to drive this point home. You cannot ask for like a better win than what the Rangers did tonight. Yes, a shutout, of course. But Igor got a little cocky and left his net. And was really trying to drag it. He really was. <laughs> you know, you've seen Igor get cocky, right? He really believes in himself. He believes in his. Well, powers. did you see my favorite part of the Igor stuff? There was a row of guys behind him for two periods uh, in the first and the third who I guess just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And Igor, he, after he the goes over and hits, went up to them the glass. and just blasted the glass. <laughs> Fucking great. I he's love amazing. that shit. He's amazing, dude. He really is. He, he was like, he just knows he's that good. And he's pretty, he's like humble about it, but he's also extremely confident. Uh, actually, reading a quote, Igor showing some respect in advance for playing Tampa Bay. He, uh, on Vasilevsky, he's the best goalie in the world right now. And I think it'll be a good battle. Yeah, that's what you know when someone is good. Anyway. Um, tonight they, they won the game in a fashion you've, you'd beg for. You really would. Philip Heedle gets the goal immediately after Igor lets up another goal to Tony D'Angelo. Max Domi gets one more, but it's totally like, who cares at that point? And cop puts it away. But Kreider, Kreider shows up in elimination games almost always. He's very clutch in that way. Mika's been a great pass to him. Panarin had a great, a couple great shifts. It was like the healthiest he's looked. I mean, game, game six, he looked pretty healthy as well, but tonight he looked a little bit more like Artemi Panarin. And the Rangers just controlled the game from the start to finish. It was like a dream game. And it's something you want to... This is stuff you really... You really have to cherish these moments. And it's so hard to cherish when we have to talk about playing the Stanley Cup champions two times in a row in two days. That's, I guess, my full point. I Just enjoy the moment for all of Tuesday. And then Wednesday, get ready for another battle. That's what you have to do. Yeah, and okay, so before we got a little distracted, I did want to say my first talking point on the Tampa Bay Lightning series, and this one seems most obvious, and I can't push this enough because I promise you you're going to see it at least 
seven times on the ESPN broadcast on Wednesday. Because again, remember, ESPN broadcast is not for you. They are introducing sports to a casual fan. So they're going to make a talking point out of something that actually isn't a talking point that all us diehard hockey fans actually know. But you'll see it, so you need Uncle Greg to warn you. So welcome to Greg is warning you right now. So please don't get angry when you see it on Wednesday segment of the show. And it's that the Rangers, who are undefeated against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the regular season, that shit don't matter because the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't give two fucks during the regular season. They literally are the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. They see an 82-game season as an inconvenience. They know they're making the playoffs. They know they're a great team. They don't give a fuck about how many points they get in the regular season. They just want to get there, and then they're going to stomp your throat. And that's what the Tampa Bay Lightning exactly did to the Florida Panthers. So when ESPN makes mention that the New York Rangers went 3-0 against the Tampa Bay Lightning during the regular season, I beg of you to don't give a fuck about it because it could not matter less. That's a different team the New York Rangers played in the regular season than the one they're going to play on Wednesday. And I promise you the one on Wednesday is going to be a lot better than the one they played in the regular season. So don't ignore it, all of it. Who gives two fucks about it? I don't care. Regular season might have not, might as well have not have even happened if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. I agree. I, that, I totally that's, agree. That's, with that's you. point number one. Okay, what's point number two? Because there's no. I didn't realize no I needed to have a point number two. I was really invested. In oh, you stated one. like you're point supposed number to one. have a point number two. I'm so sorry. You stated it like you had a list. <laughs> that's why. That's why I was doing. It, the whole, I will have a list eventually, but I need to remind you that since about Friday at nine o'clock a.m., I've been drinking you do, and or doing other things. You do not need to remind exhausted. me. You do not need to remind me. I was there. <laughs> Uh, and we need to talk about Moonfall at some point, but that's the end of the podcast. Uh, oh my God! How did we not start with that? Because the Rangers is won the a Game still Seven. Falling? <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, yes, totally agree with you. Where the Carolina Hurricanes? I mean, this this goes back to uh, the bubble season where the Rangers were four and zero versus the Hurricanes, and then all of a sudden the Hurricanes swept the shit out of the Rangers. It was super easy peasy for them. That was it. Yes, Igor's looked good against Tampa Bay Light. Totally different team. Totally different team. I know point won't be available, at least at first. I'm not really sure what point's injury is, but I think that's just hockey, like where you, you're not really going to know if he's coming back or not. And he'll probably just show up one day, like Barkley Goodrow, and be like, I'm ready to play now. And I'm also, by the way, I'm also very good again. So until he comes back, the Rangers will have, uh, I think a lot of the offense runs through him. Oh, by the way, it also runs through Stamkos and Kucherov, two other players that the Rangers are going to have a hard time containing. Uh, and they also have Victor Hedman. I'm just naming names here, but you guys know this. They're very, 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 very good. Uh, and I, I, I totally agree with you. Whenever ESPN goes, uh, well, the Rangers were three and zero. It does not matter. It does not matter. Tampa Bay Lightning are very strong. They just beat the living hell out of the Florida Panthers. But I do think the Panthers weren't. And this is like old guy analysis. I don't know. I'm not sure they were playoff built like the Rangers are. Is that stupid to say? Carolina? No, the Panthers. Oh no, that's not stupid to say. Um. Eh, maybe it is stupid to say. Like, I mean, the, the Claude Giroux, right? Yeah. Aaron Ekblad. Yeah. Barkov, Huberdo. Like, I think this is like an eager. I, 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 you know, credit to James Dolan. I think this is kind of what he what wanted. Mean, cred- no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Here, here's how there's something we do have to remember, right? The New York Rangers being 5 and 0 in elimination games is impressive and deserves praise. However, 
the New York Rangers that were playing hockey games that led to them having to be 5-0 and in elimination games, we can't forget about those guys too, right? It, it, the reason the Rangers were down 3-1 to the Pittsburgh Penguins wasn't because Luis Domingue was playing the best hockey he's ever played, right? The reason why the Rangers lost game five in Carolina wasn't partially because Auntie Ranta stood on his head. The Rangers have played some really bad hockey at different points in these playoffs. What makes this team different is when you introduce a 5-0 lead, apparently Mika Zibanejad has a rocket up his ass. Adam Fox refuses to die. Igor Shosturkin fights fans, and everything is great. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. You know what I would love more? The Rangers ever played with a series lead. That'd be great. That'd that'd do wonders for my personal well-being. There's no way. If the Rangers at any point in these playoffs, you want to know how many times between game one and six the Rangers have had a playoff series lead so far? uh, The answer is zero. It's zero. (laughs) (laughs) They played 14 games. And the only times they've had series leads in those 14 games were at the conclusion of game seven. I'm yeah. dying. <laughs> <laughs> this shit hurts. Uh, like, I get it. We're playing with house money. I'm having a wonderful time. The podcast is successful. The Rangers are successful. My personal life, who gives a shit? At the same time, please. <laughs> just, just what, what do you think the odds are right now? Can you look this up, actually? What do you think the odds are for, uh, for Wednesday? Tampa by for Wednesday or the series odds. I'll tell you the series odds have to be Tampa minus one forty five or something like that. It has to be. I think it might be more. Is the only there... reason it won't be more is because Rangers have home ice advantage. Yeah, uh, is that I don't know. Does that matter as much? I guess it does. Which yeah. one's the case? Yes. To, to the betting public, yes. Got it. Got it. Uh yeah, the the Tampa Bay Lightning will be favored. I'm not sure by how much, but uh I, if the Rangers this is what's so sad. If the Rangers do win this series, guess what? It's probably in seven. It's probably in seven again. Right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Please. Please. Rangers in Come seven, on. baby. Did you I see can't that? do it. Did you see that guy who got the tramp stamp tattoo? What? You didn't see this? No, Ryan. Oh. I, I Sorry. got... Okay. No, this we was, this left was from the house today. Ago. It's from a couple weeks ago. Oh, a couple, couple weeks ago? ago. Well, yeah. I don't know. The last four days have been the only time I've been able to recollect in my entire life. That's fine. Um, So let me just uh, shout out to this guy real quick. I want to see if I can get his uh if, a Reddit name. But after uh, the Penguin series, he wrote Rangers in seven. He said, if the Rangers get win this series in seven, I will get a Rangers in seven tramp stamp tattoo. He got it. Since he got it, the Rangers have won two games, two series in seven. God bless that man. God bless that man. <laughs> uh, just, I, don't, I, really, I really don't think I could do another seven-game series. I don't. Okay, well, let's have um, God. All right, well, why don't we do our own personal vibe check? Because it's 11.32 p.m. on a fucking Monday night. That's our fifth time check of this entire episode. We're going for a record this week, everybody. Uh, we're also doing these time checks because we don't know when we'll have this podcast posted. That's another story for another day. Yeah, if you're uh, listening to this late, it's because Megaphone's down. It'll be yeah, Megaphone sucks. We hate Megaphone. Well, no, no, come on, relax. <laughs> I, <laughs> I cut myself off. I don't know what happened. What are you talking about? Megaphone? Like yeah, the loudspeaker thing in my bobber? Great question. What are you talking about? Um, boy, trying to think of how confident... I feel about the Rangers. God, they're just such a good... It's so annoying how good they are, right? It's so fucking annoying. They're just... Where do you... Oh, they have the best goalie in the National Hockey League, not named Igor. That's cool. Oh, they also have Braden Point, who may or may not be healthy for this series. Oh, that's cool. Oh, they have Steven Stamkos, 
and Nikita Kucherov and fucking Victor Hedman and the Rangers, the last Ranger to ever wear the C on his jersey, who, by the way, is still playing incredible hockey in his age 32 season. Uh, and they have fucking fat-ass Maroon, who's going to do something that's going to piss me off. They have Corey Perry. Like, they have they have those the, their quote-unquote gritty veterans are all just like guys you'd love to have for yourself, but you kind of hate because they're not on your team. And yet there they are doing things that win cups every fucking year. And they got like the new Goodrow and fucking Brandon Hagel. Ah! Here's the thing. I I it's I don't want to play both sides, but oh boy, you no, know, it's 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 either Tampa comes out and they just uh-huh. do exactly what they did to Florida to the Rangers, and just say, hey, we're strictly better than you. You don't even deserve to be here. You've only played backup goalies. We're the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here we go. That's it. And they run the team over, and they probably win in four or five, or the Rangers, or the Rangers make it really interesting, and the Rangers somehow win in six or seven. I have no idea how that happens. There's no scenario which the Rangers win in four or five. I think you and I can agree with that. Tampa Lightning are too good. The Rangers would have to win the series in six or seven, and a lot of it stands on the back, and you're never going to believe this, of Igor Shosturkin. What? I know. It's like also, uh, did you did you see the Carolina like their fire up photo earlier today? Was Tony the Tony at home? Yeah. If mm-hmm. I knew that, I would have bet a thousand dollars on the Rangers tonight. How do you how do you do that as as a as a social media team? Like, do you really know what you're doing? I think they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, I think they know exactly what they're if doing. You Again, win, because all they want, it's the same. It, we, we've done the bissonette rant here too, right? You just yeah. want engagement. They know exactly what they did. They, it's not the social media team being like personally supportive of Tony D'Angelo or believing he's a good person, but it's a social media team. The whole thing there is to drive engagement and numbers. Totally fair. And to get the Carolina Hurricanes more in the mainstream discussion. How do you do that? Poke a little fun at the Rangers. That's why, like, the difference is some of the writers who I saw making the Rangers have only played back of goalie points aren't the engagement people that I would expect to see that shit from. Like, I, I call out the name. I don't think Dom Lucician. I don't think he does things for engagement numbers. I think that he was just personally upset and tweeted something about that, which is an odd thing for him to do. I get why he's upset a little. I mean, he's. I don't! They had a three games to two lead on the Lightning and they, had a lead in game six. Eat my ass. Fucking win. They, it's not my problem. Don't look at fucking me, motherfucker. You had six periods that you could have won and eliminated the Lightning. Oh, I'm sorry that Jack Campbell's not as good as Igor Shosturkin. Sit on one, all right? Fuck off. Like, stop whining. Every, oh, my God. Same thing with the Penguins' Twitter. It's oh, fucking Zabruder-ass oh films good. with every Truba hit. They're, they're, they're like, let's, let's zoom ass. in on this 8-bit picture of Truba hitting somebody and let's tell why he's a murderer. It's like, great. Oh, great. You're doing this Ryan, again? it's so fucking dumb. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, this is why you play. Hello, you play to win the game, but you also have to play the games. You can only play the games that are in front of you. If the Toronto Maple Leaf season went differently or they were in a different conference or they had a different division, or they had a different coach and a different general manager or a different captain or Austin Matthews had different facial hair or William Nylander was in different trade rumors or whatever the fuck you had to do to psych yourself up. Maybe you would have gotten the Pittsburgh Penguins in round one. You didn't. I don't know what to say. It, that's life, right? Shit just happens. It happens. The Rangers have been asked. Here's the other thing, Ryan. 
Had the Rangers lost to the Penguins, do you think the narrative would have been like, wow, Rangers, it would have been, wow, the Rangers lost to a backup goalie. This team sucks. But the Rangers beat the backup goalie. Well, they can only beat backup goalies. Rangers get the Carolina Hurricanes. Boston Bruins, I don't remember hearing a word about them playing a backup goalie. But the narrative is, wow, the Rangers, they beat another backup goalie. But if the Rangers lost to Auntie Ranta, what would the narrative been? Oh, Auntie Ranta having a great playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. Nope. Lose-lose, right? It's just like the Rangers have won eight games. They've lost six, but they've won eight. So who cares? Here we are. We're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. We're one of four teams left in these playoffs. We are probably, and I don't think this is a hot take, the third best team left in these playoffs, which means it'll probably be Rangers-Oilers in the final, and the battle for Mark Messier will commence. <laughs> I don't want to see the abs. <laughs> I'll put it that way. That's way You don't want to see that. I mean, I'm not – listen – Kick I'll see chicken. the abs. If seeing the abs means I've beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning, I will happily see the abs. I will see them. If, if, if necessary, I will play the avalanche. I will have to do it. Um, there's only two five-star questions today that I want to answer because everything else is kind of um, no longer relevant as they won. What? So, uh, yeah, I know, right? It's from Viking Giraffe. Asked a really important question. Why not us? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, pretty sure it could be. Final four? That's all you could ask for. This is all really- I know is all I know is the, the 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 fancy money puck draft when it pops up tonight or tomorrow or whatever it's probably going to say Tampa Bay Lightning seventy two percent chance at advancing to the Stanley Cup final and all I have to say is we had a dumb dick friend in college who just one random day this came up completely naturally oh this story is also a thousand percent true um, we were hanging out I think we were playing Foursquare because we were cool kids in college. We're playing four square freshman year in an air pit airplane flies by overhead. This the kid dead serious turns to me and goes, you know, 50, 50 chances a terrorist on that plane. Entire four square game stops. Everyone turns around and goes, excuse me, what? And he's like, yeah, that plane up there, 50, 50 chance that there's a terrorist on the plane. And naturally uh, I had to ask how he got to that logically sound number. And he said, very plainly, well, because there either, there either is or there isn't. Two options, 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance that there's a terrorist on that plane. So I'm going to use that logic and say there's a 50-50 oh my chance God. New York Rangers <laughs> are going to go to the Stanley Cup final. At the question, the math, the math is right. They either do or, or they, they don't. don't. There That's are it. two options, which means 50% of one option has to be one, and 50% of the other option has to be the other. Sounds like the Rangers have a 50% chance of making the Stanley Cup final. This is a great question, though, from Shaybot9000. With all the hemming and hawing about... By, by the way, hold on. Shout okay. out to Shaybot, who uh, was lucky enough to, even though Game 5 stunk out loud, uh, very happy he and Laura were able to go to the game together. Sat oh, they right did? That's the awesome. Bench. That's yeah, awesome. it was great. Shaybot was able to take... Laura Merkel, great fan of the show, love her too. But the two of them, friends for life, all because of this dumb little podcast. Um, people may, people helping people, Gregory. That's what I wanted to say. Um, Shaybot9000 says, with all the hemming and hawing about uh, Gerard Gallant always rolling the same lines, what if we, we were just witnessing the, the cumulative effect of the confidence he's installed in them? I guess, I guess, so Shay, this is a great question, but also tonight, I don't know if you noticed, um, there were times where Artemi Panera was playing with Mika Zibinijad, where Andrew but Cop- those were those were all times after either a penalty kill or a power play. I know, and but he was just he, he was still switching it up. But he he's done that all year, where he tries to rotate fresh legs in immediately after penalty kills and power plays. So that that stuff 
has been happening all year. We just don't notice it because it happens. Well, it happens less infrequently than it does on a night like tonight, where it felt like tonight it happened there were like six different penalties shift. each yes. period. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, again, this goes back to we're in this. We're living in this moment where the Rangers have played two really good games against a much better team, if we're honest, and we're feeling good about how the lines looked in those games. But we do have to remember how some of these lines have looked earlier on in the series when the Rangers are playing their worst, worst, worst hockey. Right, Kreider and Zibanejad had just as much chemistry back then when they put up what was it two shots combined in like the first two games of the series, or um, Panarin and Strom when they looked lost in the first part of the Pittsburgh series and the first part of this series. Do we make the same chemistry component? I I feel like these kind of conversations usually only happen. For, we don't. We never talk about them in the middle, right? We talk about them on both extremes when it looks terrible and when it looks great. And when it looks great, like it's looked the last two nights, we say stuff like, "Oh, this is why you do it." But when it looks terrible, you say stuff like, "Well, they should have been trying new things earlier." And we also have to remember what jump started the Rangers getting back into the series was he split up the kid line and he put one kid on every line in the top top nine, and that helped sparked plays of different players. So it's. It's it, to me. It feels six of one, half dozen the other. I have no problem. I think every team in the league has those factory setting base pairings and base lineup constructions, which is great. When you need big hard resets to go back if, to what works, I think the good teams at least mix it up a few times during the season just to find out. Say, I mean, you never you never pray for an injury, but say you know. Lindgren gets hurt at some point. What would Adam Fox and Keandre Miller look like? Well, why don't we use this one-week period just to give them a run and see if they can create some chemistry that we can go back to? Or um, Frank Vitrano has to be moved down the lineup just to see what another player playing alongside Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Like, there are some pairs on this team you can't break up, right? Like, Kreider and Zibanejad probably always going to be together. I guess Strom and Panarin probably always going to be together. The The... You don't want to have a carousel of guys playing with those guys. But I think the good teams find out pretty quickly, all right, that worked. Let's run that for a while. But even while it's working in the regular season, let's try to put another guy in there and just see if we can widen the momentum a little bit more because guys go down throughout the season and it's good to know who works with whom when push comes to shove. Like you just, the last time you ever want to be experimenting is in these moments. And the Rangers, from time to time, these playoffs, I've had to experiment, which is uncomfortable. And it's great that it's worked. It's wonderful that it's worked. You would like to experiment less this time of year. And I think Gallant and the coaching staff could have done a better job of making some of these things not blind experiments come playoff time. But again, listen, that's about as far as I'm willing to go with criticisms of any coaching staff. I am tonight because the Rangers are 8-6 and six these playoffs. They've won... Five elimination games. Five. That's uh, ridiculous. They, they while they were just they they won, they won the to me they won the Pittsburgh series almost on will and talent alone, which is what they should have been able to do and why that series could have probably been five games. Carolina Hurricanes, they made adjustments that worked. Now they weren't able to control the pace of the play, but we never expected the Rangers to do that. So the Rangers constructed a game plan where they were successfully, for most of the games, 
able to limit the Carolina Hurricanes' high danger chances while also actively finding space to attack on the counter. And that was a that's not how the Rangers have played all season long necessarily, but they played their most successful hockey in that format in this series where we can say, and I think every human being on earth would agree with this statement. The Rangers beat a better team. They were, there was a reason they weren't favored. There was a reason they were the lower seed. And there was a reason why every single person we have talked to leading up to Carolina hurricane series said that everything from this point on was gravy because none of us really expected to beat the Carolina hurricanes. They were the better team. That's not a knock on the New York Rangers. You know what's great about the playoffs? Sometimes the better team loses because you could come up with a great game plan to counterattack everything they were doing. I am shocked uh, how ineffective Rod Brindamore seemed at times in this series. I am shocked by how he handled his personnel, most notably in game six of this series. I'd say my opinion changed more about Rod Brindamore in this series negatively and Gerard Gallant honestly got some brownie points from me. I like. I, I totally I, I agree. Still, by the way, yes. I would still probably put Brindamore above Gallant in terms of coaches I'd want behind the bench for the New York Rangers, but Brindamore stopped adjusting at some point in this series. And, he just go, figured, and Gallant kept going, which is yeah. so so not what we expected from Gerard but Gallant. I think I think the Brindamore Kane stuff is twofold. I think at some point. They started to believe the, well, we can't win on the road, but we can't be beaten at home stuff. And they were just like rested on their laurels with those. Right. Like it, I thought, I think they bought, they, they went into this game seven, truly believing that the New York Rangers were just going to cave. And when the Rangers did it, they didn't have an answer. They really didn't. They didn't at all. It was as soon as they were down, you can even see. Some of the Carolina Hurricanes players, after they after they shot the puck, or like Igor made like an insane save. I believe there was one player who was just like looking down, like did that exaggerated sigh where your like lips flap up and down. He's like, "Oh man, they're flustered. They know they're down one nothing, and then two nothing happened immediately after that, and the climb just couldn't happen for them. And that was it. Igor Shesterkin shuts the door. They were they were mentally frustrated in Game Six, and I really thought Rod would somehow find a way to get them more put together. But they weren't. They took bad penalties and they were flustered. And all credit to Gerard Gallant. I, I think one of the big criticisms you and I had of him for the entire season was the unwillingness to adjust. And there has been adjustments made. Uh, it was putting the kid line back together. It was putting the kid line together in the first place. This is a line that did not play together almost the entire season. A lot of that's because Kako was hurt and Hedl was hurt as well. But the chemistry wasn't there. And now all of a sudden, that's like one of the best forechecking lines there is on the Rangers. As crazy as that is, they're, they're the time kill line. And they couldn't adjust to that. Like, even in game six, when Gerard Gallant was hiding Mika Zibanejad from Jordan Stahl. Happened multiple times, where it was only 44 seconds in the first nine minutes they played against each other. He unlocked Mika Zibanejad. He, un- he found ways to actually make the right decisions. Now, there are still things that drive me absolutely crazy with Gerard Gallant. Like starting the fourth line in offensive zones. I'll never understand it, but we have won two game sevens, so I will not talk shit about it right now. That's for sure. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm just scrolling through Twitter a little bit. Did you see that Barclay Goodrow's dad responded to the NHL tweet six hours ago with the exact score that he expected no, shut the, the Rangers to up. win by tonight? Shut yeah, the fuck up. John, John Goodrow, 
the, the NHL has predicted winner of tonight's game seven in the final score. John Goodrow responded four hours ago. Rangers six two. Like it's just what? what? Ah, maybe this shit's rigged. Like maybe this we're all just living a simulation, and John Goodrow is just giving us a little peek inside behind the curtain. That's just nuts. Also, another thing I think we need to talk about and bring up. I'm starting to get worried, and I can only blame Lou for this. The amount of people drinking out of shoes. A lot of them. A lot we need of to have a talk. Shoes. Folks, we need to have a talk. All right? <laughs> I understand. Take care of yourself. We've just, some of us have survived the pandemic that, by the way, is still going on. You should continue to do stuff to keep yourself safe. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. You don't need me to tell you that anymore. Whatever. I don't work in news. Who gives a shit? Billboards. Um, but <laughs> what a weekend. all I'm asking is I don't want to wake up in six months and learn about something called the stubby clap which is what everybody gets from <laughs> drinking alcohol from shoes. I just don't want it. I don't want just, it. Just I, take care of yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm old. I have to pay for my own health insurance. I can't do this shit. <laughs> do not create a new virus by drinking alcohol out of shoes. That's all I'm asking. At the same time, listen. If drinking alcohol out of shoes, praying to the devil, if, if this shit works, yeah, I think who, I think we have to give some. It? I, some credit to uh, to not only all the there's been a lot of nonsense this postseason. Dude, the the devil stuff much. it's been amazing. Uh, the, devil's, to, the devil stuff is incredible. Credit to Sam Matty, Matty who, Jack going to Carolina and photoshopping himself out of a picture so it just looks like the devil sign is floating above the air of the ice at great the job. arena. Chef's kiss, no notes. Great job. Uh, it's it's been an amazing shit posting job. I mean, Sam putting the uh, the jersey into the oven that was amazing. Congratulations, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I will also, I will also, I'm also going to make a point here. Sure. Um, we got to, we're going to have to look some stuff up about uh, PNC, which I believe I need to see what it stands for while I'm making this PNC bank. I'm sure PNC has, what is PNC? P, PNC, what do you stand for? It's I don't Pittsburgh know. National All I'm saying. No. Yeah, it is. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Nationals. Provident National. The first two banks. What is that? Are you saying words? Yeah, yeah. Pit, it, it, it's Pittsburgh National and, and Provident National. I'm probably saying Provident wrong. Whatever. Okay, so where's the C come from? Corporation? I guess so. Okay, cool. All I'm saying is in Pittsburgh, there's PNC Park. Pittsburgh Rangers National Corporation. That's the one. Right. There you go. PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Rangers beat the Penguins. PNC Arena in Raleigh. Rangers beat the Hurricanes. What do we got in Florida? What do we got? Hit me. Do- do Need something know? in Tampa. Is it I don't Tampa? know. I'm asking you. Oh, oh, okay. Tampa State. We, <laughs> we got to find it. We got to find it. Tampa know. Bay, PNC. Oh. I'm just going to put that in and see where we come this up. Is, PNC this is Bank locations in Tampa. And we have six branches of PNC in Tampa. So we have, okay. to go, we have to go find a PNC in Tampa is what we're doing? <laughs> we're watching, We're going to hold a Rangers watch party at a PNC in Tampa, in Tampa Florida. Okay, we'll fly down there. We've done, we've done a lot. Um, I, I think we've covered it all, Greg. Have we? I don't know. I think 50 minutes is good enough. What do you think? Uh, well, the, I, I just I do want to make mention that it is 11.52 p.m. Right, on, Monday a sat, night. on a Monday night, Monday night on May 30th, 2022. Yeah. And the New York Mets have a nine and a half game lead in the National League East. Let's fucking go. There you go. Congratulations. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the movie, spoiler time, if anybody hasn't seen the movie Moonfall, mm. please do yourself a favor. It's one of the worst yes. movies I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Go ever. In, go in with an open mind. Yes. Just get ready for some twists and turns and some lines that don't make sense. And just be like, you know what? Greg and I told me to enjoy this. And hit us up. Let us know what you think about Moonfall. Because if Greg and I watched it, got to tell you. One of the worst, best movies I've ever seen. Ever. It, 
incredible how there was an entire we spent what an hour and 15 minutes watching that movie and then they just brought in random child voiceover guy to tell us everything the movie had failed to tell us for the last hour and 15 plus i don't want to give away the twist because some of them are like i i it's stunning how they got away with writing it well i don't think they wrote it which i think is part of the problem (laughs) Uh, it was now also I'm also saying everyone should go into it with an open mind. But if you wanted to go into it with an enhanced mind. Also a good idea. A very good idea. I had a lot of fun. We did. It was a lot. It was like 20 of us. We were all watching Moonfall. Good times with the boys. All right. Uh, we'll be back. for. Be- I cannot believe I'm telling you this, Greg. We'll be back uh-huh. Wednesday night. All the games uh-huh. are uh, at 8 p.m. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. We'll be back for BSBOT Wednesday night, game one, Tampa Bay, 8 p.m. Start. Awesome. Do you remember Do you remember that brief moment in time when we were like, they're not actually going to have a 3 o'clock game seven on a Monday? And we were like, how disrespectful. Why would they ever do this? I have changed my opinion. I think every playoff game should be at 3 o'clock. That's a, well, it's a good luck because Sunday Sunday's the only one, I think. So there you go. Sunday at 3.30. So that'll be the only one. All right, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. Uh, hopefully this podcast gets up as soon as we can once the podcast old gods allow us to do that. And we'll, see, we'll talk to you guys later. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, and I want to take this time uh, at a very late time at night to thank all the NHL Insider Club people who support this podcast. We have a great insiders chat. We talk every single week. Sometimes we get crazy scoops. Right now we're just celebrating, to be honest with you. Um, and usually I, I, I would do some like heartfelt goodbye and I feel like I've almost said goodbye the last three weeks, but yet we move on to Tampa Bay. So without further ado, Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cretulo, Adam Keach, Alex Gardner, Am- Amber Cohensberger, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Broadway Blueshirt Bleeder, Chris Finelli, Chris Haru, CJ Stellwagen, Connor, Conrad P. Damage, Daniel Dezan, David Aridan, Dennis Deitz, Darian, DJ Banana Jazz, Eric Stagg, Garrett Reynas, Give Garrett Nerd Cup, Grasky McFly, Handel, Harrison Hasco, Hip Hop 89, Holosauce, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jake B, Jimmy Filippone, Jerry Marquez, JD, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Silva, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, John, Josh Kestenbob, Justin Friedman, Justin Starr, Chris from Florida, Christoph Berg, Laura Ross, Lazar Krakowski, Lou Giordano, second page, Lucas K, Matthew Klein, Meatball the Cat, Mike Buckle, Neil Grover, uh, Nicholas D. Nicola, Pascal Perrier, Pavel Kodra, Pro World of Tanks Gamer, Randy Tezzer, Scottish Grants, Sean Taggart, Stigblebox, Weingarten, Drop PK, Tommy Walsh, Tommy Squire, Tommy Thomas Jr., Tommy O'Neill, Tori from Manhattan, Upstate Vin, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, and Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. I love you all. I need to go to bed. I haven't slept. Uh, this has been an insane. I cannot believe we're doing this. We'll talk to you very soon. We'll be back with BSBOTs later this week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Bye.